Amazing. Here we all are. How delayed are we this time? Oh, a couple of secs, you more, know. More so than last time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's right. just like we're, we're talking into a tin can and at the other end is Nicole on the farm. It's that kind of delay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Ah, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Big Diva Energy, the podcast for and about fabulous people being fucking extralent. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas and my husband Tom is also here. Holly, I wanna do Chicago. And you are joining us for part two of our our deep diva into the one and only Gwen Verdon. And uh, so you better go back and listen to episode one, I reckon, if you haven't. That'll give you the full beats. Or watch Fossey Verdon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just do that. Edit out the flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you might be able to hear him, but joining us for our Deep Diva is another MT legend, the inimitable, inestimable, irrepressible? Yeah. I can't read your handwriting. (laughs) Robert Madge. Good afternoon, you both. Hello. Oh, hello, babe. God, what a ray of sunshine you are. Thrilled to be back in the pod. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Especially with that shirt. I absolutely love that shirt that you're wearing. Thank you. It's pastel isn't it? It's it is. lovely. Thank you for describing it yes. because I just <laughs> All started off an audio medium <laughs> by commenting you on something that no one could see. So, listeners, it's slightly pink, slightly blue, slightly green. There you go. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. A vision in pastels. Ooh. And with some delightful new facial hair as well. Yes. Yes. It grows, doesn't it? It yes. grows quite. Is it for yeah, a reason? I... No, no. Um, but uh, when I did have, I just had a moustache at one stage, and um, the day of getting the moustache, my mum goes, "Where, where did that, where did that come?" I was like, "Well, it was always there, mum. I just got rid of the re- the bottom half." So she was, yeah, she was, yeah, she was shocked that you could get a moustache, just get one, <laughs> as though it wasn't there to begin with. I was like, "No, it was there. It was just there was more." There's less of rather than gained. So. so you weren't inspired by the cake of Freddie Mercury from Bake Off episode one? No, I wasn't inspired by the Pringles can. No, I wasn't. I might have been subconsciously. You, just, you don't know, do you? Maybe. You Certainly not. I've been walking with a hunch and a lightning bolt down my face. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been walking Tom on a lead, yeah. like Sarah's cat. Oh, Sarah and walking her cat. I'm obsessed. Oh, she's, isn't she just everything? Yes. Her face is so expressive. She's so beautiful. And, but when she's not happy, her entire face is just, <laughs> it's, if you looked up, displeasure. Yes. It, it's so brilliant. She is the face of displeasure. <laughs> displeasure in the dictionary. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> knocking cakes over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, the sabotage oh, fly. Iconic. Absolute <laughs> work. Oh, she's not having... Flygate. Flygate. And Noel Fielding is not letting it go and she's not happy about it. No, <laughs> Stop not. bringing it up. Carry on, Noel, please. <laughs> please <Yeah>. continue. <laughs> Don't let exploit, anyone forget. Exploit yeah. that trauma until the gals come home. It's very entertaining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, talking of exploiting trauma... Here we go. <laughs> <we're> gonna... 
strap in. Smooth as you like. <laughs> so we covered Gwen's childhood as the fastest little tapper on the burlesque scene. Uh, her awful first marriage, uh, becoming a mother and making the difficult decision to leave her son behind to pursue her dreams. And now we find her on the cusp of her big break. So... Gwen got her big break on Broadway, playing the second female lead in Cole Porter's Can Can in 1953. Can Can sounds fun. It's about the Montmartre dance halls. It's not had a full revival since the 50s, but there was a concert production starring previous subject Patti Lapone and Carrie the Musical alum Charlotte D'Amboise. Yeah. Who may or may not be listening. Imagine. I doubt she's I don't doubt I doubt she is. She's lovely, Charlotte Dambois. She's absolutely flawless. She started we did an interview for her for the Carrie podcast Mm. and she just started off by going, I'm eating now. And then just (laughs) I was just eating. Love. Oh, I should have picked her as my diva of the week. She's definitely mine. She's Even I was sat there with headphones on, just looking miserable. <laughs> Have you ever had someone say themselves as Diva of the Week? I think that would be quite cool. <laughs> Me. Yes. Me. Well, you'll, you could be the first, babe, because you are, apart from Madonna, the only person who's been Diva of the Week twice. So Nominate yourself, it could be thrice. <laughs> you know what the coincidence with that is? Madonna goes by Madge. How funny is that? Yeah. Exactly! Coincidence? I, I think, think not. not. I think written in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I think think it's destiny. Oh dear. Sorry, back to Gwen. I know she'd say the same. <laughs> back to Gwen. Your own category of diva to be a madge. You, you achieve madge status. Madgedom. <laughs> Madgedom. Majesty. Imagine. <laughs> oh, here we go. They're all coming out. Oh. Come on, here we go. So Gwen's co-star in Can Can was called Lilo. Uh, she was a French actress who can I, I could find fuck all about on the internet. Apart from the pronunciation of her name, apparently. Well, it's better than Lilo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that we've said is with Stitch, so... <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. We all know what happened to her. <laughs> she met an alien dog. <laughs> On a surfboard? <laughs> Still on a surfboard somewhere. Oh, Who knows? But Lilo uh, sounds quite, quite fun. So she, <laughs> they, they were in the out-of-town run together of Can Can. And reviewers raved about Gwen's interpretation of Eve in the Garden of Eden Ballet. Um, so much so that Lilo <laughs> campaigned for Gwen to have her part cut down. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely Diva 101. She's getting far too much attention. I want her gone. Uh, <laughs> so she basically, absolutely, she got her to cut down to just two featured dance numbers. So basically Gwen's just in the back of the ensemble. <laughs> so much respect. <laughs> Poor Gwen, but wow, Lilo, go on. Cutthroat, isn't it? Lilo. Still alive, some living somewhere, unidentified by the internet, but she's in her 90s. Going strong. So good for you, Lilo. If anyone is aware of Lilo's whereabouts, please get in touch. BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com. Can you put a bell around her neck so I can find her? We'd love you on the pod next week. <laughs> Bring your surfboard. <laughs> Bring your surfboard. Bring Stitch. Uh, oh, bucket. Okay, bring Stitch along. We've got four mics. <laughs> it's a round table with Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Q&A. <laughs> But a diva knows her worth, and Gwen said, "Absolutely not. I will be." Annou-. She informally announced her intention to quit by the time the show premiered on Broadway. 
However, as Broadway legend and Fosse Verdon attest, <laughs> Fosse Verdon being, of course, if you haven't listened to episode one, our primary source for this particular podcast... <laughs> Gwen's performance on opening night was so electric that the audience screamed her name until she was brought back up from her dressing room in a towel to take a curtain call. Gwen's pay went up and she got her first Tony. How about that for an origin story? Amazing. I know. Ain't that Iron Man. Incredible. Like, the audience screamed for me until I came back. In a towel. <laughs> and I love that scene in Fossey Burden. It, it is literally the campus moment of beauty, isn't it? When she just like returns to the stage and they're still clapping. <laughs> They've been going for 10 minutes. I basically take my makeup off. It's so and brilliant. they have her on stage and then she's just enjoying it and sort of bowing and then the moment yeah. the, the camera lingers on her for probably the rest of the episode I, yeah. <laughs> I think it does. I, I genuinely thought they'd made that up. I was like, that can't have happened. That is too camp. But it seems to have, that seems to be genuinely true. Oh, imagine going to the theatre back in a time when they did that. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. though the is obviously dead. But, is dead, but yeah. Imagine going to the theatre. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. With people there and clapping. Um. <laughs> clapping even for a millisecond would be beautiful. Yeah. Just, oh to, just hear a tiny, tiny clap. <laughs> Gwen got it all. I just keep unwrapping uh, miniature heroes just so the crinkling re- recreates the sound of the claws. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we're left with. <laughs> when everything is back on track I'm insisting when you do your show yes. we will turn up and if you go off at the bow and change into a towel <laughs> we will start a chant of Robert Match Robert Match until you come back in a towel I will make a special I'll do a special encore for when you guys are in the audience just in the towel literally have just left and then have like a tear away Vel- Velcro element to your costume so you can immediately yes. get into the towel. <laughs> Be like, oh, it's just you forced me back. You barely got off. We can still see one foot leaving the stage before your other foot's coming back on. Like an about turn. <laughs> if you insist. Half of my face in the wing. Do you want me? Yep, okay, cool. It's all worked out excellently. Excellent. Good. This production is writing itself. I don't know what you're worrying about. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, so this is where we need to cut to Barbie. Barbie? Barbie, baby. Uh, We've seen Gwen rise to acclaim, shrug off her abusive twat of a first husband, come out of the shadow of Jack Cole, and now she's about to meet another choreographer who will partially obscure her as she becomes his muse. (laughs) Great. (laughs) We love a happy ending. (laughs) As you were, Hollywood. Here's another man to overshadow her. <laughs> Until Fosse Verdon. Until Nicole gets her hands on the story. <laughs> Sorry, poor Nicole. Poor Nicole. Thank God for Nicole. Poor Nicole. That's Thank a, God for don't Nicole. Worry about her. She's gone to a farm. So, quick biog. <laughs> she's on the farm. She's gone to the hashtag, she's gone to a farm. So, quick biog on Bob Fosse, for those who've somehow got lost and stumbled onto this podcast. (laughs) So, Bob Fosse, legendary choreographer and director, had, similar to his future wife, grown up dancing in burlesque clubs and harbouring dreams of stardom. In an interesting Broadway parallel of co-stars outshining one another, Bob, his first wife, Mary Ann Niles, and his second wife, Joan McCracken, were all in Dance Me a Song together. While they were all in this show, Bob... Classic Bob started an affair with Joan McCracken, which hurt Marianne Niles doubly because Joan was not only having an affair with her husband, she was upstaging her in the show. 
Bobby. Scandal. A scandal. Scandal. I just like, Bob Fossey, could you not just widen your pool slightly? (laughs) Why do you shit where you eat? Is that the phrase? Exactly the phrase. He always did it. Just go round the corner. At least. Yeah. You're working yeah. on Broadway. There's there's shows everywhere if you yeah. only want to date dancers. Oh, Bizarre. God. It's really strange. Very odd. I mean, that being said, we met on a show, but... <laughs> I'm fairly sure every major partner I've ever had has been on a show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how yeah, performers isn't date, isn't it? But yeah, he, was, he just no. kept doing it. <laughs> It was compulsive. <laughs> it was. Uh, so, Joan McCracken, right. Joan McCracken yeah. was oh, an this. absolute powerhouse diva and a really tragic tale. So, she got her name for herself by being a standout member of the Oklahoma Ensemble, which I did not know, uh, famously choreographed by Agnes DeMille. Uh, she did a pratfall, which was illustrative of her gift for fusing comedy and dance ability. And she was also mates with Truman Capote and is one of the rumoured inspirations for Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> right? I did not I did not know, I know. that. I never I, I've honestly I couldn't even believe it. So the story about her being possibly Holly Golightly is because her brother was killed in active service and then Truman Capote was with her when she got the news and she had this history like obviously awful reaction, like histrionic reaction, which is paralleled by, by Holly's reaction in Breakfast at Tiffany's. So it's like actually there's quite a lot of evidence. And then Joan's first husband, before Bob Fosse, ended up being Truman Capote's partner years later. So it's like, it's probably pretty likely that she was basically Holly Golightly. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Also, shout out to our friend Joe Bunker, whose podcast Piece by Piece is an amazing podcast where they go through uh, a reboot or a remounting of a musical yeah. on each episode. And they talk to people that are involved in them. And they recently did, well, the first episode they did is Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, and it's absolutely. very, very interesting. With an all, inc- all important exclamation mark at the end of that title. Oklahoma! <laughs> yes, I love, I love a musical with an exclamation mark at the end. Oliver! <laughs> my favourite why why are you shouting his name oh, yeah. there's got to be more there's got to be more are there only are there only two we can think of Oklahoma and Oliver no but you could just add some cabaret <laughs> that's cabaret with a question mark an exclamation mark and another question mark I, that read that really did read it was great it did. that's exactly what I thought too ah. uh, Oh, this is another good fact about Joan McCracken. She lied about her age so successfully (laughs) that no one knew how old she was until years after her death because she constantly just just knocked a few off. Obsessed. Wow. Who does that at the minute? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. No one knows how old she is, really. And they never. But you've got will. the book, so I've started reading the book. Yeah, have you got the book? We got it the no. day it came out pre or pre Got it pre order. I've got. I also got it on uh, Audible. I didn't even know there was a book. Oh, she just released an autobiography. Is it a new book? Yeah, yeah literally last week. It's shut so good. up. Right, that's going on my Christmas <laughs> list. <laughs> Dear Santa, <laughs> she's nearly finished it. We'll just send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll just send you my one. Uh, it's iconic. It, she's. <laughs> but does she not? Does she not give a? De- you know, presumably it goes right back to the beginning. Does she not give a date? No. <gasps> You don't even say what year you were born. <laughs> She's, it's just not on Wikipedia. Right? Yeah, born March the 27th, 1969 or 1970 <laughs> is officially on Wikipedia. No one knows. 
for the sake of a bloody year, age 50 <laughs> to 51, it says. I know. Exactly. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Incredible. We should... That could encapsulate 49 and a three quarters. So. Yeah. We should do Big Diva Energy, like a serial style investigation into how old Mariah Carey is. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that's making some beautiful Edinburgh Fringe show as well, that, isn't it? Isn't yes. it? <laughs> Dating Mariah, <laughs> confusingly <laughs> titled. Yes. Everyone thinks it's going to be Eminem's one man show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tommy Matola's one man show. No. In Absolutely fact, not. Can you imagine if she got wind of it? Ugh. Oh, she'd have you killed. She'd... Yeah. She would... She'd have you killed. <laughs> oh, she'd yeah. Twice. She, she will know people. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely knows. Oh, people. yeah. Yeah. 100. Madonna, everyone's frightened off because I think they think she'll turn up on her doorstep and beat the shit out of you. Mm. Whereas Mariah would not get wow. her hands dirty. If you look at the no, wild staring eyes in, in the I don't know her, uh, it, it, she's, she's, she means yes. business. I don't she know. She does. Her. She looks yeah, insane. I love it. She is that's insane. A meme. That's, <laughs> oh, <it's> the... <laughs> that's a meme. That's a meme. That's God, a meme. That. Oh, isn't it her. just? I don't know her. So I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember her, but uh, Nicole's gone to a farm. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Young Bob Fosse had wanted to be Fred Astaire. As a kid, he'd get into trouble for getting behind the screen at the local movie theatre and tapping along with the stairs' routines until the guy that ran the cinema had to ask him to do it without his tap shoes. Mm. Not not do it, just do it without the just shoes, do it bare feet. <laughs> bare feet, please. <laughs> so Joan masterminds Bob becoming a choreographer. She saw that I wasn't going to be Fred Astaire, that I was floundering. So she persuaded me to knock off for a year and go back to school to study not only dancing but movement, acting, speech, and music. So yeah, Joan McCracken is basically the one that's like, look, Bobby, you're not you're not going to be a star this way. Let me, an architect his whole career. Amazing. Pretty amazing. Brutal, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. did the job, didn't it? So. No one wants to hear it, but when you're sitting back <laughs> as Bob Fosse with your Oscar under your arm, probably go, actually, fair enough, Joan McCracken. Swings around about. That's the one thing that I take issue with in Fosse Verdon, actually, is the portrayal of Joan McCracken. Because she's sort of like, I, obviously we'll get to it, but she's not very well. But they just sort of have her kind of coughing in the corner, like yes. a sort of latter-day eponine. And you're like, well, she's quite gutsy, actually. She was a star, more or Completely. less. Completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew none of that, really. None of what we spoke about. And it would be really interesting, I think. I, I, I thought of her as the poor woman in the hospital bed that... Exactly. Died, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're right. She needs her own, her own show. Come on, Justice McCracken for doesn't quite have the same. <gasps> it's like MacGyver. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's a sassy detective from the 1960s. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Right, I'm optioning that. <laughs> McCracken. Someone's got to. <laughs> Oh, bless her. Well, it, it certainly paid off, didn't it? This idea, this mastermind plan of Jones. And Bob was hired to choreograph the pyjama game for which he would win his first Tony. Now, again, Joan, the only reason he got that job was because she was doing a Broadway show and she was hounding Hal Prince about Bob at the time. So this is a quote from Hal Prince. Joan McCracken was single-handedly responsible for getting Bob Fozzie his first job as a choreographer on Broadway. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Can I just ask, did Hal Prince direct everything on Broadway from about 1945 to about 1980? Pretty much, yeah. I'm pretty right. sure, yeah. He died recently, didn't he? And my God, all, yeah. the stuff that, all the stuff that he did, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. This one man. This one. I didn't even realise. 
Yeah, if it's like a major musical still. Yeah. There's still something that's considered either incredibly brilliant or incredibly flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he had really interesting ideas about how to stage Sondheim's work in particular. Like, I think he's responsible for the stage design of the the pie shop in mm. in Sweeney. Like, he kind of visualised that with the the mechanics of that as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Thanks, Hal. Thanks, Hal. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Hal. Hal. So Gwen and Bob's names are indelibly entwined and obviously much of Fosse Verdon is about the way they took turns eclipsing each other. But I think it's important to assimilate Fosse's rise, in fact his whole career, to in the context of Joan McCracken effectively grooming him for success. Yeah. Yeah. Justice for Joan. J for J. Justice for Joan. She was unfortunately though uh, diagnosed with juvenile diabetes as a young adult, a condition which she hid so as not to impact her career, a decision which left her physically weakened for the remainder of her life. I know. Bless her. So basically, how does that work then? So she just pushed through it. It's when she was younger, she got diagnosed and she basically went, no, (laughs) I'm going to dance and pushed her body and pushed her body. And then by the time she was in her sort of mid thirties, she just, she just didn't have the strength Mm. to fight anymore. It's really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. We always think of, um, associate those stories with, with ballet as well. Don't yeah. It's we? kind of pushing the body beyond the limits that it should. But actually, musical theatre is full of those stories as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'd know much more about this, Robert, than us, because neither of us, we don't dance. We we move. Can't dance, won't dance. <laughs> well, <I'm> kind, kind <laughs> of same. Oh, I'm, I'm not, that's not the case. I'm sure you're a lovely dancer. Hmm. Um, um, <laughs> I'll send you my show reel. Okay. <laughs> my vocal reel. <laughs> MP3, that is, not MP4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah, Bob Fossey behind that cinema screen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have my shoes on. I am doing all the tapping, honestly. I've just not got my shoes on. <laughs> just a soft thud. <laughs> little mouse. It's a bathroom. The fastest little thumper in the West. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> fastest little thumper. Uh, next time you have to go to a dance school, uh, just be like, I could do it, Yeah, I haven't brought my shoes. <laughs> I just haven't brought the shoes, so you just have to take my word for it, yeah. See you Sorry, in the tech. bring I'll your bring the... tap shoes to a dance class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. yes. What of it? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Fosse didn't need them. Oh, Bob I brought my didn't. head mic though. <laughs> Bob Fosse didn't need them. <laughs> what yeah. Fosse Virgin? <laughs> Do your research. You'd think a choreographer would know their history. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just oh. have to hire him. <laughs> <laughs> Arlene Phillips is like. Well, I've never seen anyone be that rude. So, <laughs> apart from no, me, so give him the, the job. <laughs> give him the job. Are you listening, uh, Arlene? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I, uh, me too. I'd love to cover Arlene Phillips. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do an Arlene episode. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the whole Strictly scandal? Oh, my goodness. That was the moment. Oh, yeah. I know where she lives. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope you are listening, Arlene. <laughs> You can get restraining orders. Yeah, exactly. Come on the pod or I will, the pod will come to you. <laughs> I know where you live, Arlie. That's so threatening. I know where she lives. <laughs> oh. Ah. Hmm. 
Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just as Bob's star is in ascendance post-pyjama game, a route that Joan put him on, Joan's condition is worsening and she is forced into semi-retirement. To quote Gwen herself, a dancer dies twice, physically at the end of her life and also when she stops dancing. Sadly, Joan's physical decline, the end of her dancing career and her romantic relationship all ended pretty simultaneously. So Bob got the job on a new show, Damn Yankees, starring recent Tony winner Gwen Ferdon. And obviously... That's the end of Joan McCracken's marriage. So, I mean, maybe that's why they kind of glossed over it because it doesn't really... It's pretty shit, isn't it? Like, mm. yeah, it's, she's basically it's not, dying. Not much redemption is there in that it's story. It's not great. It's not great. Joan's dying. She's having to leave her career she loves and Bob and Gwen start having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> and on that positive note, should we have a quick break? Let's have a little break. <laughs> It gets better. I found another one. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> Are you, Dolly? Is she deaf? <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Deaf. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Oh, and I think that they're the only ones that exist. That is mad. And Westwood Ho in Devon is the only place in the UK that's got an exclamation mark. <laughs> it's got an, it's a place with an exclamation yeah. mark. It's named after a book. Yeah, Westwood Ho! Westwood Ho! Wow! <laughs> there you go. Do you, do you have to put the exclamation mark on for addresses and stuff? I don't know if you have to do it for like Google Maps, otherwise they'll be like, I don't know where you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, you need the address. And the postman could just be like, hmm. Well, they haven't got the grammar right, so... <laughs> no, so you want to... Westwood Ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Westwood Ho. <laughs> uh, oh, right then. Thanks and welcome back, everyone. <laughs> did, we, did we go? Thanks. <laughs> Is yeah, it on? Awesome. Oh, great. <laughs> welcome back. It's <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> 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 your bit. <laughs> Thanks. Passing the baton like, like a pro. <laughs> So, Damn Yankees, the second show from the writers of The Pajama Game is a retelling of the Faust myth set against the backdrop of a Major League Baseball team. I'm a fan of baseball. This show is not for me, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Are you familiar with it, Robert? No, I only really know the, the Mambo song. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's quite a famous one. It's um, I do not understand from watching Fosse Third and where they put that, where they put on, where they do a dramatization of that song, where that fits into a show about baseball like, or Faust, no. or Faust. <laughs> no, it's bizarre, isn't it? Very strange. It's and sort it was of a standalone sh- moment. Yeah, and it's a huge deal in the states. They love damn Yankees. It's like one of those amateur dramatic society yeah. staples, isn't it? A bit like like we have sort of yes. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, but it's a, a lot of schools by. do it, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that and carry, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, and legally sure. blonde. But legally, <laughs> but legally blonde. That's a classic. Courtney, take your break. Please um, do. You, you. I'm a Surely you're familiar with the greatest <laughs> video ever made. Uh, Courtney, take your break. Video. Yeah, yeah. It's my all-time favourite. If I was ever on Snatch Game on RuPaul's Drag Race, I would play Courtney, take your break, girl. Uh, yes. Hang on. Oh, would she's you play an icon. Uh, the giantess who plays <laughs> L? Would you play? It comes um, in on the wrong bar. Yep. Because it's Iconic. not Courtney. You'd play Courtney's boss who yeah. has the lab coat on and does a sort of jazz <laughs> scat version. Yes, I think I'd do that one. It's a gear from me to L. <laughs> 
I love that one because of how yeah. she says, Courtney, take your break. She says, cut me a ticket break. <laughs> she hasn't been well, child. Try out. It's how she kind of, it's absolutely crazy. I would do, I would do that one. Um, Amazing. Incredible. And I'd probably top it off. You know, you know how some of the queens do, they're a bit greedy, aren't they? And they do a few mm. characters. Yeah, well, look at I'd you, I'd probably Bob. do that as well. Yeah, <gasps> I'd probably do that one. Bob. You could, ha- yeah. <laughs> you could have a tearaway. <laughs> who, who would you? Who would be your tearaway yeah. reveal? Uh, the one that just screams. <laughs> where, you know, she's got laryngitis or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't come out in any shape or form, does it? <laughs> it's an actual possession is by the Antichrist. <laughs> favourite. I think we need to get a round table where we get Robert and then Chris and Rich and yeah. we all sit round and discuss the full clip of the, the original Courtney Taylor break, the yeah. one with the lab coats. Yeah. And we just Let's dissect it. it. You know how they did that podcast? Someone did a podcast of like The Shining where they did yeah. like uh, every like yeah. one, oh, I can't remember what the number of the room is, but one, <laughs> one, two, nine or something. And it's like one minute and 29 seconds of The Shining at a time. <laughs> and we do yeah. like every, like a second by second <laughs> analysis of that video. Genius. Oh, find it in the show notes. Honestly, though, but everything, the invisible dog, the invisible dog, the the pencil that's too big, when they're all carrying around that like comically large pencil to write down notes. (laughs) Yes. It's not Toy Story. It's so funny. I don't know what. (laughs) Why are they carrying around that massive (laughs) The invisible dog's my favourite bit. And they've just got someone off stage going, Oh, listen, listen, so you don't good. know what we're talking about, by the way. It's oh. uh, a song from Legally Blonde that's done by a high school, and we'll put a video in the. Yeah, uh, show don't notes. worry. <laughs> we got you yeah. covered. I got you covered. Oh. Right. <laughs> anyway. So, as we know, Gwen had recently received her first Tony for Can Can, uh, but she only no did one. No mark. No exclamation mark. Not in Can Can. Oh, no. just Can Can. So, for Can Can. Can Can. Just Can Can. Can Can. Go on, go on. <laughs> for Can Squared. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. She just got a Tony for can, for can double, double can, can. Uh, but she only did one number in that show. So despite the award, it was a bit of a risk to give her such a plum role as Lola in uh, Damn Yankees. Bob, fresh off a Tony win for Pajama Game as choreographer, basically swung his dick about a lot and said he wanted Gwen, Gwen to audition. Uh, so of this period, in a 1991 interview, Gwen said, "I had a reputation for being difficult, and I was. I was difficult because I couldn't stand bad dancing." Uh, so let's just... <laughs> what a quote. <laughs> yeah, she's everything. But shall we just take a little moment to unpack difficult? Because I think we're all... Our massage, our massage radar is going off here, right? Yeah. I mean, Bob Fosse can be an asshole <laughs> and he's a, an auteur and Gwen is difficult for wanting it to be done properly. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Bob is kind of lauded and feared for it, I think. It being in a position of, not just a position of power, but a position of male power, which makes people kind of think, wow, okay, okay he's he's an arsehole, but he, he could help me. Whereas the woman could never, she, she no, I, I see no advantage. She's just annoying me. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Stupid. Stupid. CF something like Whiplash. Do you remember that scene in Whiplash yeah. where he's like, no, do it again. Yes. No, you're behind me. No, yeah, you're in yeah. front of me. And just do, makes him do it over and yeah. over again. And you're meant to watch that and go, yes, he's being a dick, but he's trying to get him somewhere and he's trying to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you fl- flash back to Gwen Verdon trying to get someone to, to, to do the same number yeah. over and over again and be like, 
I just don't like bad dancing. Like, I want you to get this right. Yeah. And her being like, oh, she's fucking difficult. She's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And having to carry that around with her and be like, yes, I was bad. I, I was difficult. Like, no, you weren't, probably. No. no. And she was, or by this point, okay, she's also, she's won a Tony and she's been a, choreographing with Jack Cole and she's really, really well respected. She's actually got more status than Fosse. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, no, audition. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Livid. I think as we'll see quite a lot in her story, there's quite a lot of internalized misogyny in, yeah. in her life, isn't there? She's yep. quite well, often apologising for herself on the basis mm-hmm. of things that she's been taught by men. Yeah, yeah, right. Gwen had wanted Jack Cole to choreograph Can 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 She had been Can 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 choreograph Can She had been his assistant, and he was a legend. He choreographed. Wow, why are you possessed? Uh, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Or I do not know. He choreographed. It's a really hard word to say. He choreographed. Exclamation mark. <laughs> We're so bad at dancing, we can't even say choreography. <laughs> Choreography! <laughs> I'm there, I'm there with you. <laughs> Box step word. Notice how I haven't even tried. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting I'm there not, and laughing. I'm not even going there. <laughs> no, you mean, forget it, you try again. <laughs> Between us, we are. Yeah. We're not, we have. We don't amount to a triple threat. We're a double and a half, two and a half threats. Two and a half, if, at best, between three. Better than nothing. It's always better than nothing. Absolutely. So he choreographed. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and therefore, indirectly, material girl. But Bob. Had... <laughs> Sorry for the listeners that can't see that. Holly just did a C sort of. Shrug. All roads lead back to Madonna. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> but Bob had pajama game behind him now, and his dick swinging held out over Gwen's wishes. Sigh. And so Gwen agreed to the audition. The rest is history. According to Sam Wasson, whose biography Fosse appeared in 2013, she saw a crumpled, soft talking dance tramp, and he saw the sweetest, hottest dancing Ooh. comedian of the age, one with a reputation. Underneath her smile, he had heard Verdon could be a difficult collaborator, a high-class snob with an ironclad pedigree and an almost pathological aversion to the kind of hi-ho, Broadway-jumping-around she called animated wallpaper. I mean... This fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) The shade. The absolute writ large shade. Is this book written by Truman Capote? I think it might be. Sam Wasson is like his... Who would, you, bloom. who would you rather be? A soft talking dance trap or the sweetest, hot, hottest dancing comedian? I think you're partly both, aren't you? <laughs> 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 oh dear. Uh, I definitely I feel an affinity with a dance trap. Yes. <laughs> True that. Like, yeah. I feel like that that is a... Uh, Mainly because my dancing has often been described as tramping about. Tramping about. That's how you do it. You walk into the audition room, slam the door behind you, drop your tap shoes on the floor, say, Arlene, the dance tramp has arrived. <laughs> the dance tramp is <laughs> And then sit on the floor and refuse to dance. I mean, like, I won't take part in any of your animated wallpaper, Arlene. <laughs> Why is Arlene being held up as the, the West End current... Like gold standard. Did you just do like the recent Annie or something? <laughs> no. 
Wow. <laughs> so, Stephen Meir would be probably more useful comparison, but no, I'm going with Gre- But you couldn't get away with this with Stephen Meir. <laughs> so Matthew Bourne is quaking. <laughs> Arlene. I know where she lives. <laughs> you know where she lives. <laughs> Let's not forget. Lives. <laughs> Never. Never forget, Arlene. Gwen and Bobby hit it off professionally and were soon engaged in a passionate affair. Oh, for the English who don't understand love, that's passionate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but just to uh, to drag it all back down to earth, unfortunately, Joan McCracken was really ill by this time. God. Indeed, she had a heart attack in 1955 related to her diabetes, but it was not public knowledge. Joan's biographer, Lisa Jo Sagola, writes, At one point, Fossey offered McCracken the chance to substitute for Verdon in the starring role. But when McCracken went to see the show, she realised she was too sickly to be able to handle the role's physical demands. One can imagine how painful it must have been for McCracken to watch Verdon, the man who had snatched her husband, dancing at a level she no longer could. The confluence of events that surrounded Verdon's rise to stardom and McCracken's fall would make it difficult for McCracken ever to see Verdon without being reminded of her own demise. Now look, <laughs> the vocabulary around snatched her husband isn't very helpful. But... Even if you did call her a man. What? <laughs> you said the man who snatched her husband. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> so no, you're right, it wasn't particularly helpful. It wasn't helpful. very helpful because I got it wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I know. Oh well, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, it's not. It's not helpful, is it? To go, s- she snatched him and he yeah. snatched her. Like, but the point, I guess, does still stand that poor Joe McCracken was like, no, I won't be substituting for your new girlfriend. Also, I'm dying, and can you be nice to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snatched has the sort of air of uh, home wrecker, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does very yeah, much. So. There's no such thing as a home wrecker. <laughs> Apart Bob, from the Bob person Fossey. that causes the wreckage, <laughs> yeah, he lives in the home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. After the success of Jam Yankees, Gwen receives another Tony for a star turn in New Girl in Town, which is one of several sex worker roles that Gwen will play throughout her career. The show was very much conceived of as a star vehicle for Gwen with Fosse choreographing. And Bob had the idea of inserting an act two dream ballet. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that no one needs an additional (laughs) second act dream ballet uh, in order to showcase her as the triple threat sensation she was. Now... Can we forgive a second act dream ballet? Isn't that what this episode is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Title of Ep, second act dream ballet. Do not forgive. <laughs> How, where do you stand on a dream ballet in general, Robert? Yeah, go on. Um, well, I think a dream ballet can be a beautiful thing. <laughs> However, I do think they're all self-indulgent, aren't they? Oh, they really what, are. What's what's the actual point in them? Um, how does it how does it further the plot? They go back to masks, don't they? They do go back to masks. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where it's from, isn't it? It's the spectacle, the love yeah. of spectacle. Yeah. Agnes DeMille changed the format with the one in Oklahoma, actually, because that's the only one up until that they hadn't changed the plot. So there's a bit in the dream, isn't there, where Laurie, like, um, not Laurie, Judd Fry, yeah, Judd Fry tries to assault Laurie or something, mm. and and that was new because before yeah. it had just been like, now we do a dance. So I think it's lazy writing. Write more words. True. The one of the good dream ballets I saw was the recent company. Ooh. Was really good. I don't know if we can class yes. it as a dream ballet, but do you know the bit I'm talking about where she's like she sees like multiple visions of herself, Bobby yes. sees multiple visions yes. of herself, and like 
the clock's ticking and yes. she sees her future and the kids she's going to have or not have and etc yes. that was cool that was that amazing was that with the red ballet. dress and she kept popping yeah. up in all the different yeah style. yes that was amazing i mean does it count as a dream ballet i don't know but it's definitely a dream sequence well, it's presumably inspired by yeah 100 yeah as a, as, a, as a form yeah as, as a, yeah i mean they used to go on for hours i know when panto started in the good old victorian days like cinderella going getting her dress her dress and her carriage was a dream ballet that went on for like an hour. An hour. Yeah, oh, Panthers used what? to be like three or four hours long. Oh, yeah, but they had nothing else to do, did they? Oh, Jesus. No, no nothing. We've got Twitter <laughs> now and YouTube. Do you think that's why we have the UV scenes in Panto now? Because we can't have a dream ballet. Yeah. It's scene. definitely inspired from, isn't it? Yeah. You, you know when you know when Dick Whittington goes underwater <laughs> and he sees all the... Um, the glow-in-the-dark yes. fish. Yes. <laughs> oh, the UV. I didn't know what yeah. you said. Yeah. It's because like every panto house is invested in that scene. So they're like, how can we crowbar an underwater scene into yeah. Aladdin? Right. Yes. Uh- <laughs> it's UV. And then it's also 3D. Like the big Kudos yeah. pantos always have a 3D sequence. Buttons go to put, put on your magical goggles and we will escape the castle. And it's five minutes of being scared that a spider's going to jump at you. I mean, no, it's yeah. never mentioned again. Oh. You know, that, was, that was the second half of the Horrible History shows that we did. Yes, the uh, not yeah when we met on Horrible Histories, it would literally be like, oh, look out, this arrow's coming at your head. And then, then you just carry <laughs> on with the action. <laughs> it, it, it's a dream ballet, right? It's a dream ballet. Of. Yeah, a 3D dream ballet. It's bread and circuses is what it is. They're, they're not <laughs> t- treating us seriously as audience members. They're just throwing 3D it's... gimmickry at us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hi-ho. <laughs> She's come out strong. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take Morgan's on the warpath. Yes, which which no one will ever again. So <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> We will look back on the halcyon days of 3D. Yeah. <laughs> 3D films oh, actually God. sort of died a bit of a death mm. recently, didn't they? Yeah. Not that recently, but like yes, before, the, before the yeah, pandemic, I feel like they'd gone out. Yeah. yeah. Everyone said they would. It's a fad. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Always, there's no, God, <laughs> there's have we no gone one. to this? <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? We love a tangent. So Bob and Gwen are collaborating publicly and living together as well by this point. Their relationship is an open secret. Fossey and Joe McCracken finally get divorced in 59, the same year that Bobby and Gwen unleash Redhead on Broadway. Uh, Robert, how familiar are you with the show, Redhead? Here's a bit of background, by the way. Um, It's set in London in the 1880s, and it's a murder mystery set in a wax museum. (laughs) Oh, that one, yeah. (laughs) Now, see, I just just jogging I'm your memory. I'm trying to get the rights for the revival. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely bonk bonk. Have never, I mean, never heard never. of redhead. <laughs> really? Set in a wax museum. Wow. Oh dear. Do they even have wax museums in the 1880s? No, but it's basically a, a kind of lo- a way they could loop in the Ripper. In the background. What is it with people around right. the musicals and the Ripper? They're obsessed with them. I don't know. <laughs> and they all end the same. They all end the same. <laughs> it's like, we don't know who did it. Make up your own mind. It's like, well, oh, what was the point? I just want to know. No, you make up the mind. Tell yeah. me. <laughs> or stop talking yeah. about it. Yes, one or the other. 
Oh. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, you can watch Gwen perform Irby Fitch's Twitch on YouTube if you want to. <laughs> if you'd like to. Uh, Gwen is... You can take a break if you, if you want. Uh, Gwen is glorious there. It's... Um, <laughs> It's an acquired taste, <laughs> the video. Sure. Uh, NB, uh, Dorothy Fields was the lyricist, but don't hold that against her. No, okay, wow. It's a, re- it's a very odd little patter song, which is like, lovely. I, 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 I'm generally not, patter songs aren't my fave anyway. I get a bit like, move on, come on. I'm all right with I'll take a dream like ballet now. over a patter song in most... <laughs> Interesting, Yeah. <laughs> Not me. You're right. Yeah. Music Man over Oklahoma every time. Yeah. Oh, you love the Music Man, don't you? Oh, I love the Music Man. Yeah. Anyway. If it's done well. Yeah. Mm. But they so rarely are. <laughs> Very sage. Very. And that's the problem. <laughs> at least with a three. Least, least with a three D screen, you just tell them to throw their goggles on, and they'll get the same high quality spider <laughs> or arrow. It's the same every time. It, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. You can roll it out across the country. I think what we're really looking for in theatre is continuity. Yes, exactly. We are. I want the exact experience recreated exactly. Every Every single single time. time. No room for improvisation. (laughs) No room for mistakes. Yeah, please do come and see my show, which is all about watching videos. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be inserting a 3D scene? (gasps) If you can retrofit your 3D. (laughs) They did it with Clash of the Titans. Can you imagine? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, don't hold it against me when, when there's a 3D sequence. It would I actually would be amazing be for, for your show because when they retrofit 3D uh, onto films that aren't weren't, pre- weren't made in 3D, they tend to look like those, what are they called? The, you know, the, they have slides. You look through the video, like oh, viewfinders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you click the yeah. slides. So they quite often look like that. That was a big complaint about retrofitted, particularly the Clash of the Titans. Oh, one that they right. Did. So that would be a really good thing for your show because it's like you've got uh, children's videos from like the 1990s <gasps> and yes. like have those that it looks like you're going through a viewfinder. I'm just saying you can have it. That's it. You could have like, yeah. Wow. The hand of Granny Grimble reaching out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, isn't it funny that my first thought also went to Granny Grimble? <laughs> the thought of Granny Grimble and her chicken goujons in, in full Technicolor 3D. <laughs> Waving a goujon at you. These little kids at the Edinburgh Fringe trying to grab the chicken goujons. <laughs> with a tin of sardines or something. Please tell me your dad is going to come and stage manage as well so he could at one point come out in his oh. blacks. I'm trying. I'm trying to get him on board. Believe uh, me, once I work out a fee, we can get enough people to listen to last week's episode, oh, then we could just have him out perfect. in the in the lobby, just going, "Yeah, want to replace that bulb? <laughs> <laughs> Wiring so that's all. It's all awry." Oh, in his happy place, just complaining. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> right, we need, now we need investment for this show because <laughs> or we've, it's gone beyond the remit we envisaged. We need As some 3D. We do. The budget's going out of control. <laughs> Get Silicon oh. Valley on the phone, stat. <laughs> right. Hmm. right, so redhead. <laughs> uh, this time it was Gwen's turn to do the dick swinging and she stipulated that she'd only do the show if Fosse got to direct. It got six Tonys, including Best Choreography, Best Acting and Best Musical in 1959. And then Gwen and Bobby married the next year. I know, and we've never heard of it. Like, what is Redhead? But it was a huge hit. Wow. Weird. Practically come from uh, away. married the next year. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did call it that at the time. I'm sure no, they did. Come from away when it came out. They said it's the redhead of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so yes, Gwen and Bobby did get married the next year. However, the year after that, in 1961, Joan McCracken died. Uh, in 1979, Gwen Verdon spoke about the influence that McCracken had had on Fosse. She said, do you know what the only thing Bob can retain is? Sorrow. He can have half a million in the bank, all the Tonys, Oscars and Emmys one human being can amass in a lifetime. And all he lives with is the fact that Joan McCracken died so young on him. Bob enhanced so many lives. But I'm going to tell you Bob's real tragedy. Nobody, not one of us, except Joan, was ever able to enhance his. Fucking hell, that's heavy, isn't it? Mm. That's that's a lot to carry around as well as a partner. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, God, to be like, the only person that made him happy was is now dead. Um, yeah. And was dead before I really got into a relationship with him. Well, Oof. not directly before, but... Oh, lordy Lou. Yep. So, Joan was just 43 when she died. Although, being a true diva, obviously, we know, as we know, she'd shaved a few years off. So, it was reported that she died aged 38. Uh, <laughs> Excellent work, Joan. Amazing. Uh, as much as Gwen Brilliant. is able to talk about the impact of that tragic death on Fosse, the very fact that she is talking about it, I suspect, means that it did have a huge impact on her as well. Um, that's... That's a hypothesis. That's a, an armchair psychologist's reading on it. But I, I don't know. I don't think you'd... If you felt that strongly about it, I don't think you'd be able to... You'd have a few sleepless nights about it, wouldn't you? I yeah. I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. They did a very good job those days of not really talking about anything, didn't yes. they? Yes, they did. Yeah. Just, I'm going to just pop that and push that all the way down. Gonna yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll sit and on that. Smile on the red carpet, which of course still happens, odds. Yes. Things were just so much more, like the tiniest little slip up. If that was in a tabloid those days, mm. was huge. Like, oh my huge. god! And yeah. now it's kind of cancel culture, which is stupid and awful. But mm. it just d- didn't have the same actual magnitude. Yeah. So I, I think people just, when it came to their personal lives, just tried so hard not to even yeah. entertain it. And it was a yeah. re- it was a real fantasy, wasn't it, Hollywood? Mm. And I mean, I know this yes. is Hollywood, this is Broadway, but the showbiz in you know that era, fifties, sixties, yeah, 60s, yeah. Like the golden age of just smiles on a red carpet, yeah, bizarre yeah. place, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and kind of yeah, the the the, the commoditization. Do I mean commodification? Commodification of. Uh, of your star status would probably, yeah, mean that you would just kind of glide over scandals like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. As Fosse worked on yet another Tony-winning choreography job with the Neil Simon show Little Me in 1963, Gwen gave birth to their daughter, Nicole. And as we covered in episode one, she is now known as poor Nicole and lives on a farm where she's very happy (laughs) that she can run around. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a direct quote? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nicole Farsi. I live on a farm. I'm very happy that I can run around. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicole. Off she goes. Off she drops. 
trots on to the, to the distance. You know how someone's got that, um, not Twitter, or uh, what's the, not a thread, is it? It's like a website of some kind, a Tumblr yeah. with poor Michelle. Yeah. If we could just get moments from the series, Fosse Verdon, that just had Nicole's face whenever she got let down by her parents. <laughs> and then just captioned it, poor oh. Nicole, every oh, time. Nicole. Oh, oh, it would go on and on and on. <laughs> that poor, the poor girl that played. What a miserable role to have to put yourself oh, through I know. every day on set. Just miserable. Oh, also, not a moment Nicole, of real joy. Nicole breathing down your neck. <laughs> now in this scene, I want I you to really look that. annoyed. <laughs> I don't believe you. I was crying in this moment. More. No more. I was crying more than that. I was sobbing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nicole. Could you just stop interfering with the with the actors? Because we're, we're sort of trying to. You're not. Re- I don't really know actually know what your job is. Or this. <laughs> I think it says executive producer, which I think it just means you put money in, doesn't it? <laughs> I want to see an ocean of tears. <laughs> oh, poor Nicole. So now, as we all know from Fosse Verdon, uh, Bobby couldn't keep it in his fucking pants. And Gwen said of this. Bob grew up around strip clubs. Women were his hobby. He'd even cheat on his mistress. Part of him felt guilty. Another part was ecstatic. And as Fosse Verdon showed, Bob was sexually assaulted as a young boy by a group of women backstage in a burlesque house he was dancing in. And the show showed a correlation between this and his inability to remain faithful. So I guess that's probably the the caveat to the Joan McCracken stuff, isn't it? That We're talking again about another really wounded individual um, who's behavior with women is pathological as well yeah um and it's just he obviously drew women into his orbit and was must have been incredibly charismatic Mm. um and he happened to attract some real stars like joan mccracken and gwen verdon and Anne ranking who we'll get to in part three (laughs) yes (laughs) yes oh my god Anne. yes oh and Jessica Lang briefly as well. Really? Mm. What were they working on? She plays. This is this is some fucked up shit. So in all that jazz, the film about about Fosse, about Fosse she plays Angelique, who is a angel of death who represents Joan McCracken. <gasps> oh my god! I've never seen all that. Jazz. That's I know. Isn't that insane? No, I haven't seen it. Either. Yeah. I think. I might watch that before next week's Yeah, episode. we'll watch all that jazz before we do next week. Because Anne Ranking is in it as well. Fosse Verdon shows that, yeah. doesn't it? But like, yeah, she, um, yeah. Jessica Lang's character is basically Joe McCracken. And then on set, they start, they, oh they had a bit, of a, a bit of a fling. Um, yeah, they, she'd met, he'd, he'd met her down Studio 54. Oh, really? Camp. <laughs> yes. Oh, he doesn't get camp. Wow. mentioned the other day that Studio 54 was only open for three years. Really? Yeah. It's like one of like the centre really? like the centre points of like modern pop culture. Fucking hell. And it was only open for three years. Yeah. God, they crammed a lot in, didn't they? A lot of money in the walls. <laughs> yeah. Crammed a lot of people in as well. Those fire regulations were all over the place. Oh, health and safety nightmare, Studio yeah. 54. Bloody hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you just stop that for a second? I've got some No, take that out your mouth. <laughs> put that bag down. <laughs> Steaming in, in your high vis. <laughs> Coming. One of those shields for COVID. <laughs> Send the Karens in to sort yeah. out Studio 54. <laughs> now, I, I know you think you're having oh, fun, God. Mr. Warhol, but come on. <laughs> it's two in the morning. Now, you cannot have a horse in here. <laughs> Off you that go. That is a live animal. <laughs> Bianca, get down. Hi. <laughs> Oh, 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 shit oh. everywhere. Oh, this has been an absolute <laughs> shit everywhere. 
anywhere. This is a club. Honestly, not a farm. <laughs> That's for Nicole. That's for Nicole. <laughs> Very good. Do you think in the age of Corona, we're all going to look back at clubbing and think that every clubbing experience we ever had was Studio 54? And be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Studio 54. Knee deep in horse shit. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was the best. I've I've really got into the habit of watching shows and feeling a bit weird every time people shake hands or hug. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Same. How bizarre yeah. is that? Really yeah. It's like, get off. Get off. Stop it. Just stop it. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Very strange. Oh, well, wonderful scenes. Well, <laughs> listener. <laughs> now, listener. <laughs> listener. <laughs> the, the ones that we've retained. The one that we've retained. Listener, it's now that we have the future, truly... this conversation. <laughs> Now that we've truly <laughs> rung out the information covered only in flashback in the programme Fossey Verdon, <laughs> next week with part three on Gwen Verdon, we will be moving into the actual parts of Fossey Verdon and that were in any way meaningful towards Fossey Verdon's career. So tune on in. Uh, it's time for plugs and hugs, my darling. You've been having a little social media break. Yes. But are we back no, on? Not for any. I'm going to be back on probably in november is what i'm saying i think i'm just gonna have october off I might be back lovely. for halloween who knows oh I just, lovely um, i've just been on twitter far too much i feel and yeah. um, when you find yourself um going to bed and doing nothing but scrolling for no real reason it's it's fine if, it's fine if you don't ever think that it's a problem but if you ever think why am i doing this just get rid of it for a bit is um I need to. I'm do not that. telling people to do that. So that's what. No, no, don't do it if you don't want to. I just wanted to, so I did. But that's all. I, I think it, I, I, I want to do something like that, just to kind of a little bit of a, a breather. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets a bit much, doesn't it? Yeah, I had lots of people messaging me saying, "Are you okay? What's happened?" Which is so funny, isn't it? Like the minute someone goes off social media, they yeah. think yeah. they think something dreadful's happened, which it hasn't. I just bothered with it for a bit oh. <laughs> it's exhausting especially it is at the exhausting. moment yeah, and just seeing just seeing all that like it's either your timeline's just full of joy and funny videos and success or it's full of shite things like there's no in between for me yeah. I'm like oh for goodness sake I don't want to see Donald Trump today <laughs> if I can no, avoid I it no. oh awful. god I, yeah, I could have done with never seeing him again after Home Alone 2 yeah. oh my god it seems he... that he's very much made himself present in my life Oh, awful. <sighs> Horrific. Um, so I'm away for a little bit, but then I'll be back in November, I think. Um, and how could people find yeah. you? It will be robmadge02 on Instagram and rob underscore madge underscore o2 on Twitter. <laughs> Fantastic. Not going to question it again. Or you can ask me for his address. Which... <laughs> <laughs> and Arlene. <laughs> Please send a stamped address envelope to Arlene Phillips's <laughs> agent's office. <laughs> <laughs> she'll pass on your good words yeah absolutely oh thank you so much darling it's been absolutely brilliant thank you so much yeah. for having me again <laughs> always and, and forever again, and again and again and again and again, again, again. And again. <laughs> good God. Way. Love you, see love you soon babe bye bye bye, bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this episode of Big Diva Energy. If you did and you want to reach out and have a chat, share your BDE stories with us, maybe even your own Gwen Verdon-related stories, or just tell us which diva means the most to you, you can tweet us at Diva Energy, find us on Instagram at Big Diva Energy, or Facebook at Big Diva Energy Pod, or email us at BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com, or just ask Arlene Phillips where we live. This podcast is a Dark Matters production. If you thought we were Joan McCracking, then don't forget to like and subscribe. If you thought we were little more than animated wallpaper, get, get in, in the, the sea. sea. 
Which sea? <laughs>